It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Angel Stadium of Anaheim in Anaheim, California, where today the Houston Astros take on the Los Angeles Angels in game two of a four-game series. Final series of the regular season for both clubs. And it started last night with the Angels picking up a 4-3 to win over the Astros in 12 innings. Josh Reddick. A career-high tying five hits, including a double. Miles Straw with three hits. But the Astros saw their win streak end at three games, while the Angels, they won for just the fifth time in their last 16 ball games. Astros 104-55. and American League West champions currently eight games ahead of the A's, while the Angels are 72-87. and They're fourth in the West, 32 games behind the Astros. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's Jose Urquidy on the mound for the Astros today, and he's making his seventh start, ninth appearance with the Astros this year. His last start back on September 11th against the A's was really impressive, and we've been encouraged from what we've seen from Urquidy so far. Yeah, impressive if you like 10 strikeouts in five innings of work. <laughs> yeah, that sticks out in everybody's mind because of course we know that Oakland's a very good hitting ball club and all those strikeouts racked up in a short amount of time for Urquidy was kind of eye-popping and he did it with curveballs and sliders. He's throwing that pitch a little bit more in this last uh, recall up to the big leagues and he looks like he's got a chance to, to be on the postseason roster for the Astros. Certainly, you know, he's been lengthened enough to where those innings might matter in a postseason scenario. So if Urquidy has a good game today, I think he's got a good shot. Meanwhile, former Astros farmhand Patrick Sandoval on the mound for the Angels today. Left-hander, his last start was against the Astros at Minute Park on Saturday. Gave up three runs in three innings. And the Angels truncating his starts here down the stretch to, to preserve some innings. Yeah, and rightly so. And he was a member of the Astros farm system, so he had... A little bit of that extra gear, you know, pitching against his former team for that first time. So that may not be there quite as much as it was at Minute Maid Park. And he was throwing hard. He's got the big breaking ball and a really nice-looking changeup. So the Astros do know what he throws now. They've seen it. So uh, a lot of these regulars back in the lineup for the Astros today expect them to do pretty well here against Sandoval, the lefty. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, last night the Astros did a good job coming back from an early 3-0 deficit to tie the game at 3 before falling in 12 innings. But it wasn't like the Astros weren't without their opportunities last night as they were 1-13 for 13 with 6 strikeouts with runners in scoring position last night. A season-high 17 men left on base uh, for the Astros. Just just a frustrating loss all the way around. It was. It, it wasn't just the, the one for 13 with runners in scoring position. It was a runner on second base and not moving them over. Yeah. Things like that, I think, that, that really spelled the doom for the Astros in that game. And they've got to do a better job of that. Now, a lot of the regulars were out of the lineup, so 
Uh, but you still, I mean, you've developed those players in the minor leagues knowing they just got to put the bat on the ball, get the guy over to third base and less than two outs, and you get some easy runs that way. So that was the difference in the ball game last night. Hopefully the Astros can rectify that and get back on the winning track. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hench on the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll be joined by Astros outfielder Josh Reddick. Had his second career five-hit game, both coming this month. Uh, had one yesterday, and we'll be back after this. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Ahead of the second game of this four-game series with the Angels, I'm with A.J. Hinch in the office before the game. And, and A.J., you, you try to lay out the plans and, and what relievers you want to see and get guys enough innings. And, and lo and behold, your starter goes forward and you play 11 innings and you, mm-hmm. you got plenty of room for everybody, didn't you? Yeah, no, we had we had plenty of, of room to play guys and we had plenty of opportunities to win that game. You know, we had... Um, an excessive amount of guys left on base. We did give ourselves a lot of run scoring opportunities. I got a lot of guys in the game. Um, just wish we would have been able to pull it out. It was a winnable game. In a span of about 10 days, Josh Reddick with two five-hit games. He never had a five-hit game and and uh, just hanging out a lot of line drives last night again. Uh, his swing looks good, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, he's you know when he gets locked in the strike zone, doesn't try to lift the ball and hit the ball out of the ballpark. You start to see these these sprayed line drives all over the field when he piles them up together. Um, it's a good sign. He's a good hitter first. We've talked about that, you know, endlessly on mm-hmm. this on this show. And and you want to make sure that he gets that he gets in the right mindset going into into the postseason. And if this is the kind of the hit machine that we get during the postseason, we're going to like how it rolls around the lineup into the leadoff spot. You were talking to the media yesterday yesterday how you scripted these out. You may see some half games for some of your mm-hmm. players just to try to keep guys fresh and, and sharp at the same time. It's a balance, though, isn't it? It is. No, we're playing to win. I mean, I don't want to give off the impression that we're not going to try to win, but if we get the opportunity to clinch and clinch home field and, and, and I can kind of get these guys freshened up a little bit, I mean, this – I know, I know that everybody thinks we just play every game and, oh, my gosh, we get four days off coming up next week. That's not how humans operate. That's just kind of how a push-button battery operates. Yeah. And that, um, so I'm trying to pay attention to these guys. They all have a, a few different things they're working for. Um, they're also beat up a little bit. You know, that's why I gave the guys a day off after, you know, after a, a 3 a.m. arrival into Anaheim, if I can get some guys in and out of the game. And quite honestly, I got some decisions to make. And, and some of these other guys that you're seeing play – um, you know, Tucker and Toro and Mayfield and, um, you know, you're going to see Jake Marisnik, Miles Straw. These guys, we, we need to make decisions on what their role is going to be. So more at-bats, the better. And a lot of the, your decisions depends on who you're going to play, right? The matchups? Uh, well, not really. I mean, it, I mean, a lot of it has to do with how we can win, um, you know, win this, who can offer the most for us, you know, and, and, and they're all different in their own right. And I guess somewhat of it is a matchup, but we, 
we have an everyday lineup that I'm probably not right. going to stray from. So I, uh, it is about complementing. It is about trying to get the right bullpen pieces together. The, on the pitching side of it, I would say it's more matchup friendly. On the position player side of it, we're trying to account for a lot of different scenarios on where I would play guys if I need to in an emergency. And your AAA manager from Round Rock's here for, for this road trip, Mickey Story. Uh, you've gotten to know him a little bit better, I would imagine, mm-hmm. during this last week. What, what's he like? Yeah, no, he's you know he's pretty even keel. He's pretty, he's he's young and he's learning, and and this is his first first time managing at the upper levels and he comes to the big leagues and he wants to see how we operate in game situations and um, you know he's managed a lot of these guys in the minor leagues he and I talked uh, pretty regularly during the season just getting updates on players and and what's going on so I it's nice to have him here you know and and, and he's getting to see some of his guys that he managed play a little bit and also um, you know maybe learn a couple things on how how to blend the big leagues in AAA we'd like it to be seamless the more that he and I are on the same page the better. Every once in a while, I like to ask you about a player on another team, and Albert Pujols is somebody who we've been watching and both played against uh, for a long time, and one of the all-time greatest. What, what, do you, what sticks out with you about Albert? Yeah, just his his longevity. You know, I mean, I I know right now we watch an Albert Pujols who's not moving around great, or he's not you know quite as explosive as he used to be, but he's still pretty menacing in the box. When mm-hmm. he comes up to bat, you still think things. You know, he's not punching out; he puts a ball in play. Um, he's still showing some power. I mean, he's doing a lot of the same things that he's done throughout his course of his career. But when you look at the back of his baseball card, he's done it for a really, really long time. I mean, this a guy who broke in as a third baseman. When, when I played against him, he was just transitioning from third base to first base. And the swing has not changed that much. I mean, he's gotten older. He's gotten a little bit a little bit bigger and a little bit maybe a touch slower. But mm-hmm. the that, that stance, the, the hitterish vibe and feel that he has, he like has he's it. He's under control. He, he has it, and he's in yep. control of the at-bat. And... And you still don't feel that comfortable, albeit, um, you know, he's he's an, an aging star that, you know, will be a Hall of Famer and will look back having been proud that we that we crossed paths with him. Another player, a former Angel and a former Astro, and one of yours, Luis Valbuena, uh, passed away this last offseason in a tragic death in, in Venezuela. Uh, what do you remember most about Luis? Yeah, you know, I, every time we come here, I, I, I do relate him a little bit to the Angels just because that's the last time we saw him right. and the last time we played against him. I mean, he, he spent more time with us than he did with the Angels. And you look back at his career with the Cubs. I mean, he's got an engaging personality, the biggest smile imaginable. He was happy all the time. Um, the banter that, that we are proud to have in our clubhouse, he was front and center when he was here. And just a, just a model of consistency, a player that we you know we're around these guys for 162 games, 180 days, a spring training of 40 days. So you're you're talking about two thirds of a year, and he 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 was always a guy that I enjoyed look for look forward to seeing at the ballpark. Right. Like when you see him, you just kind of laugh or you smile or yeah. you you would you would just have a little bit of a better day. He always had a one liner, um, even <laughs> to the to, to his final. Um, final days with us and you know we were all in shock when we got the news of the car wreck and lost a good friend a good man and and uh, what a presence that he that he had for the teams he played for yeah your pitcher tonight Jose Urquidy uh, I would imagine his contention for being on a playoff roster what do you want to see out of him today yeah I just want him to continue to to to, to pitch well I mean he's done very very well certainly this last time he's come up to the big leagues and his creativity is good. His stuff has played up. We've protected his innings a little bit. His changeups been very, very good. Yeah. Um, we'll see the lineup that he has to face on how how to pitch to a different game plan. You know, he started punching guys out a little bit this this second stint here. Yeah, and we saw it in the minors with a few more sliders. Yeah. So, um, he I think he's getting more comfortable being a big leaguer and doing some of the um, delivery sequencing stuff, the different pitch selections. The his pitchability is really, really good. So I, I'd like to see much of that tonight.
All right, AJ, good luck tonight. You got it, Spurgy. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party. I saw Reddick during batting practice today, and I noticed a little something different in his swing where he was trying to finish real high. There's the 2-0 in this uh, looping liner into right field. That's a base hit, a one hopper to Calhoun and right, and Reddick with a solid single reaches with two outs. That was a high finish. You see that? So what do you think is the purpose of the high finish for Reddick? I think for him, it's, it's a way to think about cutting down through the ball to create some backspin, uh -huh. some true backspin. And that's lifted in the shallow center field. Simmons going out, can't get there. It dunks in for a base hit. Diaz stops at second. And Josh Reddick is two for three. Another high finish on the follow through swing by Reddick. Maybe onto something. Oh, one. And that's lined over the leap of Simmons and in the left center for a base hit. Diaz a big turn at second. He'll stop there as Hermosillo plays it back in. And Josh Reddick is three for four. Well, Reddick looking at somebody in the dugout running to first base. So he, we were talking about it earlier. He was working on something in batting practice. And man, is he seen results coming right into this game. Stroking balls. Uh, two one. And that's lined in the center, a base hit for Reddick. He is four for five. These are good swings, too. Pitch to Reddick, and he drives this one to right field. Going back on a Calhoun, and it's over his head and off the wall. Reddick with his fifth hit as he skips into second base with a double. Calhoun leapt when he was on the warning track, and it just snuck over his glove. And it one hops the wall, a double to lead things off. Had never had a five-hit game in his big league career until this month, and now he's had two in September. Had five hits on September 15th in Kansas City. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Josh Reddick. Obviously a tough loss last night, but a, a nice night for you offensively with five hits. And before this month, you hadn't had a four-hit game since 2016. Now two five-hit games in in September. And we've seen you swing the bat a, a lot better of late. Uh, anything in particular you can pinpoint that, that's really started to click for you? I mean, I, I guess it could factor into um, just kind of trying to stay focused in my bats and not trying to do too much. You know, when I had that, that rough stretch in August, it was about trying to do too much and kind of just shorten my swing up a little bit now. And um, with things that I'm, I'm working on the cage now, I seem to just kind of stick with it and work, work on that kind of stuff and just stick to my routine and just better pitch selection. It seems like everything that happens to me is better pitch selection. I stay down through the baseball, and it usually works out, and it showed last night. You know, my partner, Steve Sparks, he noticed in batting practice yesterday that your finish was a lot higher in your swing, and we saw it in the game as well. Is that one of the adjustments you've been, you've been trying to make, and what exactly does that help you do? Uh, you know, I didn't actually think about it that way. Um, when I went to BP yesterday, I was actually trying to work on a one-handed finish as opposed to the two-handed gotcha. finish, and it's crazy because I've been a big two-hand finish guy for a long time, but uh, I was watching a lot of video about when I do release one hand, my barrel stays through the ball or through the zone a little bit longer, it seems, uh -huh. and helps me push the bat forward, so maybe if I keep both hands on the bat might have been cutting my swing off a little bit too much so yesterday I tried to work on that and I think I had a few where I even had both hands on the barrel so um, just working on that seemed to help out yesterday but BP I didn't really try to do anything I actually just tried to hit the ball as hard as I could yesterday in BP just to uh, get myself ready. Why in the past 
you know, it's, I always think it's interesting because you think one hand on the bat, two hand on the bat when you finish. You know, what's the big difference? What, why was it? Do you feel like two hands was better for you? Uh, I mean, it's all about a comfort level. If you can, yeah. if you can keep, um, you know, if you can keep the barrel to the zone as long as possible with their one hand or two hands, it doesn't really matter. But it all about, it all depends on how you feel comfortable up there. And if you need to make that quick adjustment or get something that feels a little bit wrong, as opposed to what's feeling right and not working, you know, maybe something that feels a little bit wrong might might be your hitch that you need to get right. So yeah, yeah yesterday it seemed to be the right the right fix for me. And um, you know, even even yesterday it was it was about great pitch selection and uh, just not trying to drive the ball too much. You know, I, I can't. I think I had two or three swings last night where I tried to get us on the board and get us that extra run in the extra innings. And then after I got that out of the way, I went right back to my approach, just trying to get a base hit and get on base for the guys behind me. Now, as you mentioned, you were scuffling a little bit before this month for a little while. When you go through struggles, every ball player does, mm-hmm. what are some things that you try and do or anything in particular that you try to do consistently to try to get you out of it? Is it watching video? Is it talking with hitting coaches, teammates, things like that? Oh, everything. Everything. When you get into that kind of struggle, you know, and, and as deep as I was down in the rabbit hole with that one, I was talking to everybody, watching videos, doing everything, you know. Um, my high school baseball coach, who I'm still very good friends with to this day, is one of my best hitting coaches of my, my personal time ever. So um, spent a lot of time with him on the phone. Uh, you know, Mike and I made a big step one day when we both had that rare off day together, his rare off day in general. So um, I asked him if he would mind coming to the, the uh, cage with me and working. And we spent a solid three innings in the cage just working one-on-one and then just getting to uh, – getting back to basics with, with him and letting him just have a different outlook on things because of how good of a hitter he is for his whole career and his whole life. So it's uh, it's good to have that left-handed presence in, the, in, in this clubhouse, too, to be able to go and talk to. So now, obviously, just a handful of regular season games left. Going into October, uh, going to be home for the division series, so you're going to have four days off uh, from Sunday until that first home game uh, next Friday. Do you like having that much time off? Is this the time of the year? I mean, obviously you guys will have workouts and things like that. This is the time of the year where you, you kind of welcome a, a little bit of a break like that before what you hope is a long October. Absolutely. I mean, you look back and in a seven-month stretch, you don't get three days off like like this unless you're in the All-Star break. And then, you know, for this team, there's not very many guys that get that break off. Yeah. So to uh, have a couple of days off and just have a few workouts, like a, you know, that first week of spring training days, it's, it's always nice on the body to be able to relax the, the mind as well. Sitting at home, you get to go home for those people that live at home like myself. It's always great to be able to go back to your house and, and just sleep in your own bed and just be around that environment makes you a little bit more comfortable. But I think having the home field advantage is obviously huge with, with what we're working at for the next series as well. We're trying to get to that next step so we can stay home as long as possible and have that advantage. But uh, I think these days off are huge. You know, we got Monday where we don't do anything, just kind of hang out and let the body recover. And then, you know, the next few days work out lightly, still let the body recover. And then, you know, once those dog days come in, we know how intense those games get and, and how, uh, how much effort we put into them. So it's definitely necessary. Josh Reddick, thanks so much for joining us. Yep, no problem. Always a pleasure. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Astros fans, whether you're enjoying the game at your favorite sports bar or at Minute Maid Park, Please make sure you plan ahead for a safe ride home. From your friends at Silver Eagle Distributors Houston and Budweiser. Welcome back. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball as teams race for the pennant. Brought to you by Apache. Apache Corp. Exploring what's possible. So the Astros are in a situation after their loss yesterday. Yankees did not play yesterday. So the Astros, uh, a two-game lead over the Yankees for the uh, best record in the American League. And, Uh, The Astros in a situation, if they win one more game or the Yankees lose one more game, then the Astros would uh, have home field throughout the American League portion 
of the postseason and also a game ahead of the Dodgers for best record in baseball. So if you ask, hey, what do the Astros have to play for after clinching the AL West earlier this week? Well, you have it right there. Try to try to put yourself in a position to get home field in as many series as possible. And it's nice to, to be able to control your own destiny. Yeah. So if the Astros play good baseball, let's not forget that Verlander and Cole pitched the next two games of this series on Saturday and Sunday. But uh, it, it's not about so much thinking about what the other teams are doing, but just playing good baseball right now because you don't want to try to turn off and turn on a switch and, and do things right. So the Astros go out there, pay attention uh, to detail, do the little things that they do so well they've done throughout the season. Uh, things should look pretty good as far as top seed going through the playoffs. The chase for the pennant for a third straight year happens here. The Astros win the AL West and head into the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown call.